Hello and welcome back to Pre-K Spot Talks. I'm your host, Melissa May. Today, we're diving deep into a topic that is not only critical, but incredibly personal to all of us in the world of early childhood education. That is teacher burnout. We'll be addressing why it happens, how to recognize it, and tips for avoiding it, and then what you can do if you find yourself already grappling with it, but didn't even realize it until the moment. So let's dive in. Burnout isn't just being tired or momentarily frustrated with our workload. It's a chronic state of stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, feelings of cynicism and attachment, and a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. And why does it happen? It's because we care really deeply. We pour our heart and soul into nurturing our young learners, and sometimes the system doesn't seem to reciprocate our efforts. We face mounting demands for administrators, parents, state, federal requirements, all the while keeping up with our primary task of providing top-notch care and education to our students. But why is burnout especially rampant for educators of young children? Well, the nature of early childhood education plays a significant role here. Working with young children can be incredibly rewarding, yes, but it's also uniquely demanding. Every day, we are not just teaching basic knowledge. We're facilitating social-emotional development, managing a wide range of behaviors, helping children learn to navigate their world, and often acting as the first line of defense in recognizing and addressing special needs or familial issues. Unlike teaching older kids, early childhood education involves a high degree of physical engagement. You are on that performance A-game from the minute those kids walk in the door to the second they walk out. The constant bending, lifting, and moving can be physically draining. And then there's the emotional weight. We are privy to the highs and lows of our children's lives, their triumphs, their struggles, which, while deeply rewarding, can also contribute to emotional exhaustion. Add to this the fact that we often operate within systems that may not provide adequate support or resources, including low wages, high student-to-teacher ratios, and limited opportunities for professional growth. It can feel like we're expecting to pour from an empty cup. Recognizing these unique challenges is the first step in combating burnout in our field, and we need to advocate for better conditions, yes, but we also need to find strategies to sustain ourselves within our current reality. Burnout doesn't happen overnight. It really, it like sneaks up on us. So it's vital to be vigilant about the signs. Are you feeling perpetually drained and fatigued? Have you become overly cynical or critical at work? Are you finding it hard to concentrate? Are you feeling detached from your job or find that it's increasingly hard to get up and go to school every day? You find yourself snapping just a little bit more or close to it? If you're nodding along to these symptoms, it might be time to address burnout. So here are some tips for avoiding burnout. Prevention, they say, is better than cure. Here are some strategies to help keep burnout at bay. Number one, self-care. Yes, I know that's kind of a loaded word, but we're talking about the true actual self-care here. Ensuring you're getting proper nutrition, regular exercise or some physicality, 
and enough sleep. Now, they sound really basic, but you know that they are the true foundation of your mental and physical health. Number two, boundaries. It's okay to say no sometimes. Protect your time and your mental space with a good old boundary. Number three, supportive work environment. Lean on your colleagues, find a mentor, seek out professional development opportunities. This is another reason why I'm here. I'm here for you. Do you need somebody to just like vent it out to or talk to or somebody who's been there? Hi, that's me. That's what I am here for. If you need a coaching session or you just need to drop into those DMs or you know what? This is why this podcast is free. Go ahead and do what you have to do to find somebody to support you. Number four, mindfulness. Incorporating mindfulness techniques like yoga or meditation can help manage stress. I've really found that I really like these daily affirmations that are on my phone. Sometimes they have absolutely nothing to do with what mood I'm in, but sometimes they nail it right on the head and they can really take me out of like a little mini funk. And even if they're not exactly what you need in that moment, sometimes they are. And they're just like a widget on the phone. It's called the I Am app, and I really highly suggest it. Also incorporating mindfulness with your kids. It's a really great tool. Number five, being organized. Stay on top of things with planners or calendars or to-do lists or a million post-its. Whatever you need to do to not feel overwhelmed. I actually end up writing like the same to-do list every single day, but it helps me organize my brain for that day and then helps me realize the tasks that I'm getting done. Number six, effective communication. Be open and clear in your conversations with everyone around you. That's parents, colleagues, and administrators. And that's effective and clear communication with your boundaries or when you start to feel something that you shouldn't be doing. And finally, number seven, take breaks. It is essential to take small breaks throughout the day to refresh and recharge. If you are working at public school like I am, I get preps. I get little moments that I can take to really sort of just like reset my brain and get my energy back for the students. If you are working in one of those centers that doesn't give you these little breaks, try to become an advocate for little breaks. Everybody, there are state laws that protect you. 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. They can make it happen. If you need it, use that number six, clear communication to get what you need. Now, I know many of you may be wondering, how do you get everything done during the school day and avoid taking work home? That plays into a huge role in avoiding and preventing burnout, which we just talked about. So here are some more sort of school-specific tips to make sure that you're getting your work done during your work day. Number one, time blocking. Set specific time slots for different tasks during your day. For instance, reserve a half an hour slot for planning, another for administrative tasks, and so on. Stay strict with these blocks to ensure that one task doesn't consume your whole day. This is where you're sort of combining all the tips from above into school, making sure you have that priority to-do list, And now you block out that time and do just those tasks during that time. Even if you don't finish them, blocking the time and forcing your brain to work on just those for that time, you'll be taking steps forward, which is always feel better than not taking anything forward or moving backwards. Two, utilize any free periods that you get. Instead of using free periods for downtime, try to use at least some of them to complete tasks. 
it's a great time to do grading or to plan for future lessons. Now, depending on how much time, say I get like a 50-minute prep. I always am okay with throwing away the first 10 minutes for sort of going to the bathroom, talking to people, getting a drink, taking a chill. Um, so you can time block your time. So 10 minutes to just like sort of recouping and um, getting my brain back set and then the rest of the time for whatever task I want to get done. Number three, prioritize. Not all tasks are created equal. Identify the tasks that are urgent and important and do those first. The less critical tasks can wait. Number four, delegate. If you have a teacher assistant or a co-teacher, don't hesitate to delegate tasks. Sharing the workload can make things much more manageable. Now, I also have another tip sort of within this tip is to delegate to the students. You know, you need paper torn for an activity you're doing at the end of the week. Have the children do it during work time. Make it a center option. Hey, we need all this paper sorted by color. Who wants to sort it? And give a kid that task. Give them like, hey, we have a whole bucket. I need to fill it up with paper. Who's going to help me cut it and tear it? Done. You can get a lot of those sort of prep tasks especially if they have to do with the children, done with the children. Say you need to hang a bulletin board. You know, do three or four pieces of it with a student or two who's helping you. They can push the stapler or they can hold the things for you or they can decide to help put it up and all you have to do is reach the areas that they can't reach. Number five, efficient grading. Now, I know in early childhood we're likely not grading, but we may have some other systems like some documentation or some learning stories or observations to file. Developing whatever system you have that allows you to work quickly and effectively, creating a binder system or a checklist or a rubric that you go over for the week and then putting them all into a space so that you can reflect back on them later is really helpful. And number six, embracing technology. Use educational apps or online resources to save time on creating lessons and materials from scratch. They can also make tracking student progress easier. Again, why I've given you this Thrivival kit. Some templates and some basics to get you started. I will also be starting a membership, hopefully in the fall or late or early winter, that will again provide you with some resources and materials to get yourself started. Things like AI nowadays, ChatGPT can write you goals, it can write you standards, it can write you a lot of things that will save you so much time. Number seven, organize. Keep your workspace tidy, take time to clean it up. Maybe this is a five minute task that you can do while the kids start playing before you start observing. You can take five minutes to keep your desk clean. Have a child help you again. Have them bring you the garbage. Have them bring the garbage from your desk over to the garbage. Or have them organize things. If you find toys on your desk, have them put it away. Number eight, limit emails. Set specific times to check your email. Constantly checking can be a huge drain. I know my principal offers us the opportunity to put in a, an auto-reply. I highly suggest using auto-replies. Set them up for your home time so that if a parent emails you then it gets an auto reply back sort of just like customer service does for us hey we got your email we'll get back to you within these hours um, and the same thing for during the school day if it's during the school day hey thanks for reaching out I'm taking care of your child right now I'll get back to you blah 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 whenever so remember the goal isn't just to work faster it's just to work smarter and the more efficient we become 
the more we can keep our work within work hours, leaving us time to relax and recuperate and recharge when we are at home instead of, because we know that we always still think about school when we're there. But when you have nothing to do and you can just think about it, it's better than um, bringing all the work home with you. So we talked about some prevention. We talked about how it happens. But what happens if you are already there? You're already burning out and you didn't know. You didn't realize it. You didn't realize it until right now. It's not too late. First and foremost, acknowledge it. It's okay. It's not a failure. Reach out to your support network, be it colleagues, friends, family. Seek professional help if you need it. Teachers need therapists. First hand here, teachers need therapists. I'm just going to say it. Remember, your mental health is crucial, not just for you, but for the young minds that you shape. And that's it for today's episode. Remember, you're not alone in this journey, and it's okay to ask for help. Until next time, happy playing.